This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Hi guys, welcome to yet another episode of We Are Curious, brought to you by the Kenyan Wall Street and Hisa team. So this week's episode is brought to you by, of course, our sponsor, which is Hisa. And um, Hisa is Africa's first crowdsourced investing platform that makes financial markets social. So it, it allows users to buy fractions of Kenyan stocks and US securities as well as follow other investors as they discuss wealth and uh, investments. Also, um, you can get Hisa on the Google Play Store and iOS, where you can read real-time business news, as well as access this and many other episodes by the Kenyan Wall Street team and guests. Welcome. Thank you, you, Ali. Uh, I think it's also important to say that um, the buying and selling of shares is not live yet, uh, so that, that is still... Uh, under closed user testing. I was uh, manifesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good going. Yenes, you're saying something? Um, no, 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 I'm not saying anything. <laughs> okay, well, great. So we have a couple of cool things to discuss, discuss today. And let's start with um, cryptocurrency. Where do we start? So on the African on the African front, we had the central bank of uh, of Nigeria. Nigeria putting a few regulatory thresholds mm-hmm. towards um, accessing cryptocurrency um, on the grounds that it is affecting the local the local currency, and um, we had we had players like uh, Binance who had to um, hold trading in in the market. Yeah. By Cons Africa as well. Yes. Yeah. But it, it's it's interesting given that uh, Nigeria is the top such country for Bitcoin or crypto, and the second largest uh, crypto trading hub. So obviously that was major news uh, on that side. Um, for ourselves here in Kenya, I think uh, that has been in place quite a while since CBK distanced themselves from Bitcoin. Um, yeah, but it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I am on the fence. I have mixed feelings about that. Really? Which ones? I don't like that, um, obviously they put a clamp on BTC and because there's been a lot of Nigerian startups and companies that have been on the forefront of uh, just advancing uh, BTC and crypto and the rest of Africa was actually watching. Nigeria's the um, template for you know uh, what could be with crypto and Bitcoin uh, and given that now we've gotten to a point where um, CBK uh, their sorry their their central bank decided to ban it um, I think it's it, it's 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 a it's a bad presidency to be honest um, but again. Most governments across the continent are very shy or afraid of of crypto. So most of them have most of them have adopted a wait and see approach, mm-hmm. uh, which has been good and which I think has been the one that has been favoring um, countries like Nigeria to just explore, go ahead and 
allow companies to exploit but seeing them actually clamp it down is it's it's really a bad it's really a sad state yeah felix i know i know you're one of the bitcoin <coughs> owners within within our circles uh i don't want guys to attack me out here um <laughs> I, it looks like i own every asset <laughs> don't worry guys in very very small quantities hi everyone this is felix again um uh, just to say something that i know most people have not mentioned um last week due to unavoidable circumstances we were not able to hold the podcast the very curious podcast but we hope that you forgive us of course um i know we had a lot of listeners in uganda that were really really curious to know what was happening across the east african uh space and also the global markets but we're back this week speaking on bitcoin i think there's a lot of news uh looking at it from the local context uh, the sub-saharan africa i think it's a bad move by nigeria to to quit to to, to ban trading on cryptos because you know it's they they might say that there's an effect of of cryptos on the local currency but is it only nigeria that's trading on cryptos because this is now you know this is a whole new global network mm, yes. and 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 what is it that the country is giving out if they're locking in uh, investors from accessing certain assets i don't think that's a good show and we are moving from uganda we are going to nigeria <laughs> guys on nigeria that's a boo to you guys <laughs> Just my take the Nigerians in Kenya you guys are my buddies you can invest in Kenya so don't 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 don't, don't be afraid you can access those BTC websites here in Kenya you know um there are uh huh. this no. is not a recommendation <laughs> <laughs> yes please <laughs> thank, thank you thank you thank you for clarifying but then after after now that you know CBN actually released this statement say that uh, the their position is nothing new and it's something that it's it's been their position yeah. since since yeah. 2017 and that brings us to the question now where will nigeria goes um where will nigerians rather go i was reading something earlier from from coindesk mm-hmm. um which which claims that nigerians are now adopting you know p2p yeah. p2p platforms to to trade um to trade btc what does that mean for you know the rest of us who are looking at nigeria as a template yeah i think i think obviously um given that once the regulator cra- uh, clamps down on um sort of like the main avenue there's going to be now move towards p2p exchanges because at least for that it's it's an agreement between me and you to send you btc and you going to send me cash be it in um card for nigeria or you know paypal or whatever or or uh, mobile money so p2p exchanges are going to see much more traffic but again uh, the problem is now uh, there is more uh, oversight so uh, at the end of the day again given that most of these exchanges uh, are known uh, there is going to be more government oversight and they would be considered breaking the uh the rules uh, that have been set in place so uh i think it's it's been it was a sad moment for you know the african crypto space but now on the flip side on the global 
uh, side of things, uh, I, I think Bitcoin has had one of the best weeks or two week stretch uh, with just all the major major players actually uh, affirming their support. I think like less than I think like an hour ago, JP Morgan also said they are open to trading uh, crypto if their clients basically ask for them, which again, obviously their clients are going to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this follows earlier news by MasterCard um, again today uh, to allow trading of, of Bitcoin on the platform. Yeah, so I know that you've been following that closely, so maybe you can also share that and your thoughts around the same. Okay, first of all, I'd re- I'd my thoughts on the Nigeria story, the Central Bank of Nigeria, I think the market, the reasoning with Africa, the market is very volatile, like, volatile. I mean, like, you can see, like, Elon Musk will tweet something and it will change the Bitcoin, like, the performance of Bitcoin suddenly. So I think with Africa, we are more rigid to change, like, we are not yet there. We are not yet there at a point where we are going to be, like, we are going to accept the fact that a tweet can change our like what we are receiving our markets we are not yet there as a nation yet not a nation a continent yet i'm sorry for that it's a continent uh-huh. but on bitcoin like yes it has really been growing following the mastercard we are, we had also seen block black block black rock i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah. yeah so we also saw visa visa had also allowed their vendors to start they, they'd also said they'll start trading allowing their vendors to receive payments in bitcoin okay in cryptocurrencies but mainly it's about the bitcoin which has really been hitting the news on the market so yeah i think in for us in africa we are yet to be there but it we are gonna time. get there yeah do you think it will take time okay let's see what will take time is if bitcoin performs well maybe this year by maybe half this year mm-hmm. maybe we'll start seeing african countries accept it slowly mm-hmm. by slowly because for us i think we are really we are not the experiment we we want other people to experiment mm-hmm. then we see if it's a success i think african countries will also get there okay is that, I, is I that think, the government view or individuals the experimenting part yes i think it's the government <laughs> view individuals individuals people people are interested in bitcoin right now like you'll mm-hmm. see someone someone people already talking about bitcoin you'll see someone even if they don't know they're talking about you'll see someone tweeting about about it or dogecoin you'll see them talking about the cryptocurrencies but we don't yet have that information in the market like what is happening in the bitcoin and cryptocurrencies world because we really don't cover it in africa but you're covering it yes we are covering (laughs) it in the trading room and at kenyan wall street you'll find we are having a segment for cryptocurrencies we'll be updating it uh there's there's been there's been a meme out here that (laughs) trust uh, that bring means no like like, yeah uh, because i've seen Leah say that Bitcoin has a little bit of high volatility. I would agree. Mm-hmm. There was a meme out here where where these guys in in spacesuits and they're like, uh, and the, and, the, and the guy would say, one 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 hour of investing Bitcoin is like seven years of value investing. Uh, so I I would really um, want to just I, I, in my honest opinion I think it's time when we adopt to markets that are volatile, because uh, it's the same way. Why would why wouldn't um, the, uh, uh, the the CBN, why would they ban Forex? 
an example forex trading mm-hmm. because the same volatility we experience in forex trading which i think directly affects the currency is something that in my opinion i think it's almost the same volatility we have in in in, in bitcoin and in any other uh, cryptocurrency assets that the 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 cbn had banned true so my challenge would be why why only bitcoin why why only the crypto space if they don't want guys manipulating the currency which i believe and this is a personal opinion <laughs> but i have I, 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 I have i have <laughs> there's been cases and and there's been a lot of analysts claim that cbn themselves manipulate the naira so um uh, that is a personal belief not a not a view of the whole team uh why don't they start by just having a little bit of a discussion around it you've seen kenya has made a few restrictions um and and, and i know there's been discussions with uh, with, uh, with 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 uh, with Patrick Njoroge the Dr Njoroge the CBK governor yes. uh, and places where he he said openly that it he doesn't agree but the the CBK is always open to discussions around blockchain technology and everything else so why is it that african countries why can't we be more welcoming uh, mm-hmm. why do we need other nations to test uh, as Leah put it why do we need other nations to test Uh, there's a time back then when I saw a discussion and somebody said Africans have no right to claim for the vaccine because when other countries are making uh, when other countries are making efforts to get access to the vaccine and also control the vaccine Africans are busy waiting for the last bit so that they can be able to get the vaccine mm-hmm. um, I think if you want to be involved in global developments that is including tech AI and everything else we need to start getting involved so in my opinion I honestly think that some stuff like um cryptos and the, the entire block the, the blockchain uh, technology we need to start accepting it. We need to start integrating some of these things. Uh blockchain I know there are few uh I, I know the Ministry of Lands had said they were bringing that in, but why can't we now start doing some things like cryptos? Why don't we start accepting cryptos? Uh we can actually it, it should actually be very interesting if 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 some country in sub-saharan africa becomes the first country to officially accept bitcoin as a mode of payment <coughs> i know <coughs> sorry i know imf and and wb want want to be open to that idea mm-hmm. um but come on guys i think this is something we can do to those central bank guys listening in <laughs> your shout outs as usual we, we we can we can do it yeah and on that passionate note i, I think maybe I hope we get an African country being the first to accept BTC but I think they would come after Miami um so the mayor of Miami did something uh, quite significant yesterday um so I think he set up a task force and what he's done is he's going to allow some of the employees who want to be paid in BTC to actually pay in BTC he said they are also looking at um allowing people to pay taxes via BTC Wow. and even going further to looking at having some of their um, revenue collections or expenditures um put in BTC so i think it he, i think that's the first uh, like state organ that has actually come out clearly and said uh, for us we are open to actually uh, exploring bitcoin and um seeing what value it has for for our state so it's pretty interesting to see 
uh, what comes out of that because I think um, the mayor Francis Suarez I think he's very bent on making Miami the new Silicon Valley as he says so um, we are watching uh, Francis and we we hope that you actually go through those plans because I, I believe it could now open the doors for more governments more states more um, organizations to actually uh, explore that aspect but again something we've not mentioned is um, Tesla's decision to put uh, 1.5 B uh, worth of BTC on their balance sheet and interestingly enough whatever money they put uh, in BTC has brought them more returns than than they did than the they've ever done years actually, of making cars of actually selling Tesla cars yep. so <laughs> it's, it's quite crazy model. in a month <laughs> in a month they've made more than they've profits they've made from selling cars in 13 years so it's Eric I, I have a question yeah. when you mentioned Tesla mm-hmm. do you think that Elon knew that the company had actually put money in BTC and so mm-hmm. he rallied because you remember um, I think about was it two weeks ago when Elon and Jack uh, put put uh, Bitcoin as their Twitter status, mm-hmm. and Bitcoin rallied. Um, yeah. At least there, there was some because Bitcoin had started coming back down mm-hmm. after after hitting I think thirty five USD. Yeah. And it came all the way down to about thirty, and then Elon uh, and Jack did that, and you all of a sudden you saw their their the the uh, Twitter rallying all the way back up to thirty three USD before finally uh, picking up a new rally mm-hmm. uh, again my own personal opinion <laughs> I think there's a tweet that Elon put out last week when he was hyping up Dogecoin mm-hmm. where he's, he called himself I think the destroyer of shorts <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds very pre- <laughs> presumptive to me I, I think I think mm-hmm. at that point he had already made the decision to put uh, BTC on their uh, on their on balance, the balance sheet. sheet yeah so um, but again it's 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 been a crazy 2021 because it's just been BTC news, good BTC news after the next, after the next, after the next, and the rally that has taken it to 48k. Uh, I think it's it's been pretty interesting and good to watch. And again, mentioning Jack, uh, he's teamed up with uh, Jay Z uh, to to create like an endowment fund for India and uh, Africa. So companies working in those places. Uh, where they can uh, use the 500 BTC uh, fund to just make sure they they are uh, developing uh, solutions or use cases for um, for BTC in those uh, places, Africa and India. And I see our good friend Michael Kimani applied to be a board member. Oh. Yay, Mike! <laughs> we are we are rooting for you. <laughs> we support you. <laughs> we see the work you do with with blockchain KE, and we support you wholly. Uh, I hope you you get a seat or maybe even just some funding to advance what you do in this space so uh here's here's a challenge to those african countries that are still waiting you're seeing the sec accepting uh tesla uh tesla's books actually with bitcoin uh, that means they've allowed companies to actually invest as long as the board agrees uh, that the company can invest in certain assets mm-hmm. then that is something that is good so why is it why are we finding it illegal Last year, companies made a lot of losses. Companies are listed on the NSC. You'd imagine what 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 the returns would be if if our banks, instead of 
just just be, be, before, before, before you say the next statement, like before, before I mention the next statement, the guys at Central Bank, I know you guys are looking for funding every day. You guys put up bonds out there and, and treasury bills. But this is my comment. Our local banks are actually the highest investors. In, in, in the in the local money market that is the treasury uh, bonds and also the treasury bills so my thought my thought process is what what would really happen if equity bank would take its its fixed income book and put it in 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 in, in, in cryptos um, right now I think they would have made almost more money than whatever they've made over the past um, close to another 20 years that they've been in this space so that's something that I think we can let our companies start investing in. I don't think it's something bad. CBK should just allow investors. Actually, if 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 KRA would invest all that money we get, <laughs> not hitting on the government. Sorry, the KRA is another. That is that is the revenue authority for another country. We digress. No, I'm actually happy you came back to this space. Um, you know, follow, following sort of um the Miami's. Miami um, mayor's position on, mm-hmm. on, on BTC and the conversation that we just had on, you know, volatility. What would be the impact of, you know, making government uh, payments to, say, employees and allowing taxes on BTC? Like, how would volatility affect affect sort of BTC after it is adopted from a regulatory point of view? Because I feel like that is, that is something that definitely governments have thought about and uh, it's, it's definitely something that they're weighing okay so so look at it this way so when you join a an early stage startup one of the key things as motivation or as you know is giving you shareholding in the company so they give you like what uh, let's say one percent shares in the company mm-hmm. so for you you know that at some point to be way more valuable than it is right now. So it's not that you're being paid your full salary or your full remuneration is in um, stocks or BTC for in this instance. So you're choosing a percentage of your earnings which would you would treat them as an investment or as you know. So you put that into BTC. So I, I feel like it's the same thing because um, again, analysts have done those of projections around Bitcoin and it's expected to hit crazy figures. You know, uh, I've seen some saying around 390k, uh, 387k um, USD this year. Uh, so, so it's from that angle of you know, if I can get paid and have an option to have, if I'm saving five percent of my salary and have that. Uh, saving rather than saving it, go into an investment in Bitcoin. It makes sense for me understand so I, I feel like it's a choice that we're giving those uh, the people to actually make the choice and say I want an investment in BTC rather than having all my money uh, up front right now and maybe for those who are wondering uh, you've probably seen the rocket uh, mostly when people talk about going to the moon this is where it picked up it actually picked up on Bitcoin the distance to the moon is about 384,400 kilometers. <laughs> uh, so Bitcoin going to the moon, analysts actually project that by the end of the year, Bitcoin could actually be trading as high as about uh, $300,000. Uh, is, that is analyst recommendation. Please, if you need to buy Bitcoin, ensure you do your own personal analysis. All right.
Ich bin noch ein Swiftly. Okay. Auf der Welt Every time Felix talks, there are those caveats that you literally have to wait for. Let's talk about um, Microsoft, which was you know, reportedly, which reportedly made an offer to buy, to buy Pinterest. Um, I don't know how I feel about I think, I think corporations stacking up social platforms. I think, I think, I think it's good. Um, Microsoft has been a giant out no. here. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Well, is. Come on. Guys. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I hope they turned up the offer though. Did they? No, it's, it's still it's it's, it's, it's still, still ongoing. How much are they? Was it fifty one B? Fifty one Saturday. Okay. Anyway, uh Jackson and I know Eric who's out today, uh uh they have very special interest when it comes to to, to large corporations holding on social media. Um so I, I don't know. I don't know, Jackson, would you if if they acquired do you want guys no. to quit Pinterest? No no no. Obviously. <laughs> I like Pinterest so much because it's it's your it's your how do I put it? Yeah, like it's it's that place you just go to collect ideas and mm. have a wish list, you know, those things yeah. you wish you owned, like that yard. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so so I don't I don't know how I feel about Microsoft seeing me on LinkedIn and then I can seeing me. I think I think. Uh, all right, let's, makes sense. Let's, uh, let's let's move away from Eric's feelings, which is you know the big big corporations owning social media, and actually look at you know Microsoft itself. Last year, Microsoft was part of the consortium trying to acquire TikTok, TikTok. Yes. and then now they're out here trying to um, acquire acquire Pinterest, which is valued at you know fifty one billion, which is mm-hmm. almost twice the value of their last acquisition which was LinkedIn. which was linkedin yeah. um there have been there's word on the street that um microsoft is trying to sort of collect a range of you know active online communities you know like tiktok and pinterest to run on uh, cloud computing platform what is microsoft up up to a b um what are we looking at with regards to um cloud computing again Going back to a few weeks ago with uh, the news of uh, the new Amazon CEO being a cloud guy, Microsoft CEO, cloud guy, what are we looking into? Sorry, I mm. cast a, such a wide net. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so I, think, I think, first of all, I don't think that, that well, this is my opinion, I don't think sure. that um, that acquisition will be allowed for two reasons. Um, currently, Facebook have an, uh, they have a, they have a, an ongoing case uh, because I think it's the SEC they want to undo the merger with WhatsApp and Instagram. Anti-competitiveness, uh, obviously. So there's already that mistrust uh, from the regulators about big corporations acquiring uh, communities that would act as competition to them. So for me, I feel like um, they might hit some regulatory snags. Of mm-hmm. course, Microsoft is big enough to lobby and uh, get approvals. Um, but I see a case where in the next one or two years, we're going to see a lot of uh, acquisitions not going through uh, or being uh, or companies being separated. Mm-hmm. Again, Facebook, uh, a very key 
um, case in point for this. Uh, but looking at now um, cloud and data, I do not think Microsoft need to buy Pinterest at 51B for them to be a client on their, <laughs> on their cloud services. Right. Uh, they need to do a better pitch or up their product offering. Um, but in terms of just cloud taking over, if, if, if you look at what companies are doing at the moment, even Apple and everything. So every company wants to be a service, um, a service company. So obviously Microsoft moved away from being Office uh, to now being just more services on top of what you can do with Office. And you see Apple also doing that shift towards services, you know, selling more services, your Apple, your cloud, mm-hmm. um, your music, your podcast, your news, your TV one. So, so there's, there's that shift towards services. <clears throat> and when you shift towards services, uh, we already had the shift whereby uh, we are not storing all our infrastructure on physical servers to the cloud. So it makes sense that when a company is shifting towards services, mm-hmm. they're being supported on a cloud. And that cloud support obviously means that the person who's generating the most revenue in the company needs to understand you know, that cash cow for the company, so to speak. So that's where you see the shift even in Amazon whereby, because Amazon Web Services is actually the biggest profitable business. It's not the online store, what you think Amazon is. It's actually the AWS is more profitable than the other businesses. So it makes sense that when, when Bezos is stepping down, the guy coming in is actually the guy who understands AWS. Mm-hmm. So he's able to push Amazon to be now a fully fledged services business um, and grow the cash cow, which is uh, services and cloud and all of that. So um, I foresee the same happening with Apple if in the near future Tim Cook uh, steps down. Because by that time, at the moment, I think uh, cloud contributes 30%, if I'm not wrong, of their, of their revenue. Um, I could be wrong. I think 30% is a projection by 2023. So you see by that time, um, they would need someone who's actually very service driven to actually run the company. So it's a good shift uh, for those companies. I hope locally we do the same. Um, I have been waiting for Safari to be a services company. But again, that's a discussion for another day. Yeah. Could you correct me? What's what's what was what was um, services contribution to Apple revenue? Um, I I I'd literally have to check. All I know is uh is that in twenty nineteen they actually raked four point five b from from iCloud. Mm-hmm. I would have I'd, I'd have to double check my numbers okay, myself. Sure. Well, um, now that now that you mentioned um Safaricom, let's let's kind of move move closer to home, and um. This week has actually seen quite quite big news for, you know, Kenjin, and I hope um, this is going to be the time where our energy expert <laughs> Eunice will get will get to speak up. You know, Kenjin announcing their dividends and raking in um, the geothermal power deal with Djibouti. Um, I think in terms of dividends and the money coming in for Kenjin, we'll have uh, Felix focus on that, but. Kenjin got their third international contracts uh, in one way to mine or to drill power. Mm-hmm. This time they're doing it in Djibouti, in Eritrea. Before the first uh, 
contract or the first uh, deal they secured was the one in Ethiopia. I think it was a 5.8 billion deal. Then the second one, still in Ethiopia, but also in collaboration with um, Rwanda and uh, yeah, a seven. It was a, let me confirm my number. 7.6 billion deal to drill in Ethiopia and in Rwanda. So I think it's pretty. It's a pretty big project, or it's a big uh, progress that Kenjen is doing, especially uh, being a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Having Rebecca Miano lead such a, a big company to prosperity and to outside the borders of Kenya, I think it's a pretty big achievement. I have a question for you. Shoot. Can we have Rebecca on the podcast soon? I have to jump through hoops. <laughs> <laughs> there are hoops I'm willing to jump to actually get. That would be interesting. I think, I think from... If you think about companies on the local market that are well run and have a good vision, I think Kenjen is up there. Yep. And and given that she's really she's really rallied it uh, to have a clear vision, um, we are now number seven in renewable energies uh, globally. Globally, so it's it's really not talked about enough. But I think she's done an incredible job, and we should have her own an interview on the podcast. So probably a shout out if you're probably part of the team that, if, if you're close to, to Kenjan CEO and the team that runs uh, public relations at Kenjan, we're officially inviting Rebecca Miano uh, to our podcast. Please let us know. Uh, you can write us an email that, uh, to the team, info at kenyanwallstreet.com or editorial at kenyanwallstreet.com. We'll be happy to host you, Madam Miano. That would be interesting, actually, because I don't think there are many uh, Kenyan companies that have gotten the ability to actually expand. We have Safarico, which is trying to get into the telco mm-hmm. business in Ethiopia. Yeah. But the, the strides that uh, Miano and the team, Miss Miano and the team, I saved the team because she's at the helm, mm-hmm. meaning that she's leading a very competent, a very... Um, educated a very dedicated team into this prosperity so I think it's a really really big achievement and also just to mention something I think it was very awesome for the company to um, <coughs> to pay out dividends yes uh, to investors we saw two days ago Kenjan pay the treasury about 1.15 billion or about yeah. 1.5 billion yeah. Yeah. yeah, about 1.15 billion in, in, in dividend payouts to the government. And as shareholders, I know that's something that is very interesting, considering that very few companies manage to pay out dividends um, over the past uh, year. Because mm-hmm. uh, we even saw companies that have been uh, that have been heavyweight champs in dividend uh, payments back out. We saw companies uh, like Equity Bank, uh, pull out on dividend payment and not even issue a bonus and Kenjan came came in here to give it to shareholders and speaking of that I think we also need to give a shout out to Safaricom you guys surprised us on 10th <laughs> giving us a dividend a, a, an interim dividend for the first time Peter and Degua, thank you we appreciate you as shareholders for Safaricom 
I want only 100 shares for Safaricom, but that's something interesting. In the next NBA. podcast, we will introduce quarters for shoutouts because I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think going back a little bit to Kenjen, going back a little bit to Kenjen, I think what has actually helped them it's their ability to change and to adapt to to the new projects <laughs> to adapt to new projects I'm sorry for the pause but i i think last year they announced for all career 6 that they are going to build it's through a private public private partnership mm-hmm. which i think it's a it's a good way to fund new projects which are normally pretty expensive yeah. and to not burden uh, investors and not to burden the government with high costs but looking at it through a private funding in a way brings in more money and actually ensures that they continue making money so they on both sides they're making money for investors and shareholders and mm-hmm. at the same time they're producing power and at the same time they're being becoming a big name in Africa so so yeah. to Kenyan shareholders i think the future is bright very bright uh, so maybe as a usual do we call shots on Kenyan ali <laughs> for me i think um and i know i know rebecca reiterated that they still have plans to do the eight markets mm-hmm. uh, across africa so you know man, i'm all in all right yunis are you in very in <laughs> yeah are you in Ali you know it <laughs> so so um as usual we always call shots we are calling shots on Kenjen today and once again remember this is not a recommendation <laughs> but we call shots if you can buy Kenjen in my opinion my yeah. personal opinion buy do your own research and buy yeah yeah thank you well uh, i mean now that now that we're on Kenjen you know keep your tea Kenya uh, Power okay KPLC Kenya Power yes I, I I take it back um I feel like we should have started with the bad news <laughs> <laughs> man you just brought in the good news and then <laughs> I mean I mean next time you know so um Kenya Power hinted rather it's it's entry into you know into the solar business and I think um this is motivated by my by the movement of a lot of um institutional plans to adopting cheaper and sustainable um power sources Eunice, what do you have to say about that i mean i'll wait and see how they execute it saying is one thing actually to execute is a different thing for me my my challenge is kenya power is is tasked with distributing power Mm. So um how are they going to get into the solar business distributing solar power panels for me installing solar power panels they're just trying to be relevant no, but oh even, yeah even yeah. for the even for the green <laughs> that is what they to say shields actually um actually what kplc say what kenya power said was that they were they, they were planning to uh, to to begin installing uh, solar panels in private houses and office blocks but here's my comment to to the guys at Kenya Power Kenya Power is getting into the solar business when guys are when 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 we're already starting to see a massive shift from 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 the the electricity that KPLC is providing um 
to, to, to solar energy. Um, while we're going green on solar, I think we need to note that the main reason that this really, the main reason why we had all this uh, start is because number one, unreliability of power distribution by Kenya Power. The, 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 we, we have, um, where we have, we've seen power cuts happen almost um, on a day-to-day -day basis. And number two is the cost of, of electricity in the country. Uh, Kenya's electricity, there was a post by one of the analysts uh, somewhere and, and I remember someone had put up where he said the cost of electricity in Kenya is one of the highest in sub-Saharan Africa. So as much as uh, there's a time when uh, Eric Jackson has, had actually mentioned that Kenya, Kenya has one of the largest, um, Kenya had experienced one of the largest, the, the fastest uh, electricity connection due to the last mile connectivity project right. uh, over the past few years. But the cost of power has constantly gone up and, 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 and totally not in a bad way. But I think Kenya Power and the government have refused to listen to consumers on, on the cost of, of, of electricity in the country. And so guys are constantly looking for a cheaper option. So my, my opinion would be, if, if, because if you see the price at which KPLC buys power from the, the, the power suppliers, um, other partners like Kenjen, if you see the price at which they buy it at and the price that they sell it at, mm -hmm. it's way too high. Why can't they start? And I know KPLC is going to a loss. But yes, there was mismanagement in the company. That's why we had all these losses. My personal opinion once again. But why wouldn't we have... And, and that has been shown where we're seeing the company was buying transformers that they knew were faulty and the transformers are out here that are lying and... Um, lying out in fields not being used my my opinion would be why don't we have the company just work focus on generating revenue but at a lower cost to the consumer we we already have higher taxes in the country and it's also it, it's going to be very challenging if every time uh, we we have um, the higher taxes that guys are charged everywhere on all products even electricity man electricity is now becoming a utility I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said we should have started with the bad news. Felix mm -hmm. is frustrated. It is very well. We I shall we shall arrange an I mean, podcast I mean, with you to pay, bend. I, I don't I don't know if you guys paid power. I don't have you guys paid power and you see the taxes that you charge and you ask yourself, do some of this stuff even make sense? It will levy fund. I don't know because I, I honestly think we should pay for 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 the for if, if there's a railway levy then why don't you pay for for Kenjan levy because I, I don't know do, do, do nowadays KPLC the power line do they run under the railway line mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm hurt guys at Kenya <laughs> <power>. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that one has touched me. I'm sorry, but <laughs> that KPLC news because KPLC is one of the KPLC has one of the highest potentials in terms of returns to shareholders and in terms of company revenue. And if you're seeing the mess that this company is in, it it, it honestly sucks, in my opinion. I I think that it's not fair seeing a, an a utility company that has potential. Companies like Umeme Limited in Uganda is being run more professionally than Kenya Power is being run. Yet they run the same business model. I personally would buy Umeme, and that's why Umeme is trading higher than Kenya Power. 
That's not a sentimental thought, but that is a true reality. So guys at KPLC, you need to change on this. <laughs> I think uh, I think there's, there's still a, there's a lot to explore regarding um, the nature of cost of of electricity, and of course the movement towards more sustainable sources of power. And I think one of our own um, in-house team members, Eunice Tairu, is is underway creating of such an informative podcast with. Uh, conversations featuring thought leaders in the energy space just on um, the cost of uh, electricity in the country going into details on you know the the amount of energy that is produced versus the amount of energy that is consumed um all the way to you know how increasing increasing demand through you know lowering costs could you know, implicate power consumption in Kenya and might spell something for, for KPLC. So I guess we will have to um, wait and see um, when Eunice's uh, podcast will be out. I don't want to count my chicks before the eggs hatch, <laughs> but... You're you very optimistic about Kenya and now you're... <laughs> no, but, but really it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really interesting project or more or less a research that I'm, tr- I'm trying to undertake with one of my friends who is in the solar industry. But the idea is to try and see if the hype... Um, so the idea is solar is cheaper than normal grid. Mm-hmm electricity so my research is to try and see uh, to actually do it practically so I get um, someone in the industry Mm -hmm. uh, with my limited knowledge in renewable energy and we try and calculate the costs under solar solar powered households or utilities run under solar be it um, lighting or be it like solar heating water heating or a tesla or a tesla see as well oh <laughs> do you know there's e-cars no i'm digressing but the idea is to, to do a calculation or to do a cost analysis if having a, a fully powered solar household or mm-hmm. having a grid powered household or a hybrid of those just do a breakdown of costs in a very understandable in a very easy to understand way so it's upcoming. Yeah. Talking about e-cars, the e-bikes that um, I think the, what is it called? Um, Affordable Mobility Project by UNEP. Yes. The ones they brought. I, I just saw a tweet on Twitter when they were being assembled. Um, yeah, so that's pretty interesting because there's more and more shift towards um, saving the planet, sustainable energy. So Kenya Power, I believe it's your 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 heart is in the right place to jump on the solar wave, uh, but we hope we hope it goes well. I think, for example, for e cars and e motorbikes that are coming in, mm-hmm. if Kenya Power can or through other means, through a private means, if mm-hmm. they can actually capitalize on providing charging stations for yeah. the e cars that are coming, that would be a very good venture to. Dive Who's going in. to build Kenya's first electric car charging network? Because that should be the question. I Kenya listen, Power. I listened. To, <laughs> no, no. I listened to I listened to a certain YouTube video, and there is um, the existing e vehicles, the Nopia mm-hmm. Nopia rides. Yeah. They already have their own charging stations, but they are strictly for Nopia yeah. rides. But then, what about these other e vehicles that are coming in? The other day, I saw Tesla. I wonder where that guy charges his car. I think we should do a research and reach out. Fun fact: mm-hmm. There is more. Uh, electric car charging stations in Japan than there are fuel stations. 
as of, as of last year. Oh. Yeah. Kenya power, I hope you At times at times it's always so interesting to see how other 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 nations are trying to uh, are trying to probably curb uh, carbon emission and go green. And and we're seeing sub-Saharan Africa just seated there. I think it's so painful. Yeah. It's very sad. Um, I really wish that some some sometimes somebody would just come in and call shots and say, no, we're doing this as Kenya, we're doing this as Rwanda, we're doing this as Uganda, Tanzania, as and Nigeria. As well. Yeah, um, some of these things just need a little bit of regional support, probably even if it's in the East African region or any other place. I think it's something that would be very interesting. Definitely, and I think that would be something um, amazing to talk about in our next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and let's put it up on this one. Thank you, thank you so much for joining us in this episode. Again, uh, to our spons- shout out to our sponsors, um, Hisa Technologies, which is offering amazing and insightful data on on markets, uh, finance and investment, as well as various conversations with thought leaders in the industry, um, hosting many amazing podcasts, including this one. Download the Hisa app on the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. See you in the next um, podcast. When we'll be more curious. When we'll be more curious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in.